Welcome to A Flame for Christ, homilies to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. My name is Father Joseph Gill, and today we dive into the second Sunday of Advent. Back in the early 1900s, in a small town in Italy called Natuno, there was a very, very poor family, the Goretti family. And they were so poor that they had continuously move into smaller and smaller houses. As their crops failed, the father became ill and eventually died. And pretty soon they had to move in with another family, the Serenelli family, and share a house with them. Now the eldest girl of the Gorettis was a young lady named Maria. And she was very devout, had uh, just a beautiful spirituality, loved to attend daily mass and pray during her daily duties. And although she was uneducated, she knew that she loved the Lord and always wanted to be faithful to him. Now, the Serenellis, the family that they lived with, had a 19-year-old young man by the name of Alessandro, and unfortunately, he had started developing the habit of looking at dirty magazines and began began to have very unholy, lustful desires towards 12-year-old Maria. He would try to get her alone, but she would always insist, no, 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 I will never sin with you. I will never displease the Lord. Finally, one day when everyone was out in the fields, Maria was home mending clothes, and Alessandro insisted one last time that she sin with him. She refused, saying, No, I will not sin with you. It is a sin. Enraged at her constant refusals, Alessandro picked up a knife and stabbed the innocent girl 14 times before fleeing. Now, her family heard her cries as she was in the house, and they immediately tried to take her to the hospital, but it was unfortunately too late to save her. However, as she was dying, she said, I forgive Alessandro before passing on to the Lord. Now, the police, of course, quickly found Alessandro and arrested him, and the judge gave him 30 years in prison for this cold-blooded murder. In the first few years, he was very angry and hateful at circumstances. He was hateful at himself. He just refused any visits from priests. And he was actually rather feared in the prison for his, his anger, his surly attitude. But one day, one night, he had a dream in which he saw Maria in glory And she was holding out 14 lilies in her hand, assuring him that she had forgiven him before he died. Alessandro awoke a changed man because he realized that Maria is now rejoicing in heaven. He called for a priest and made a good confession and lived out the rest of his sentence in prayer and in penance. And finally, when he was released, the first thing he did was he went to Maria's mother, Asunta, and he begged for her forgiveness. Maria's mother was able to say with a smile, you know, if Maria had forgiven you, how could I do any less? The very next day, the two of them went to Mass and received Holy Communion together. And for the rest of their life, they were intertwined with one another. And and they were side by side in Rome when Pope Pius XII named St. Maria Goretti a saint. Alessandro lived out his life in a monastery with prayer and penance and died in 1970 with a very holy death. It's so remarkable that these two people, Maria's mother, Asunta, and this criminal, the one who murdered her daughter, Alessandro, that they should should have been mortal enemies, but they ended up being reconciled to one another. How could they have formed such a friendship, the murderer and the victim's mother? Only in Christ does such reconciliation take place. You know, today's first reading gives such a beautiful view of mortal enemies becoming friends. The lion and the lamb, the bear and the goat— the baby and the viper. What a great and beautiful vision of the kingdom this is. But it's not what we see on a day-to-day basis, right? We see conflict constantly. Russia versus Ukraine, Palestine versus Israel, Republican versus Democrat. Even in our own families, there's a lot of division, hatred. How many people in our families are we not talking to? 
You know, I have one sibling that I haven't spoken with in a couple of years, and she's cut herself off from the family. It grieves our heart, right? And that's the fallenness that we find is that when we abandon Christ, we have no reconciliation with one another. So where is this reconciliation that we hear promised by Isaiah? Well, the key is the gospel. Because in the gospel, John the Baptist says, repent. Unless we are first at peace with God, we can never be at peace with one another. Christ is the great reconciler. After all, don't we sing in that Christmas carol, God and sinners reconciled. And at every mass, you know, when we mingle the water and wine, the priest or the deacon prays silently a very beautiful prayer. And it goes like this, says, by the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Just like we can't take the water out of the wine once it's been mingled, we can no longer separate the divinity from the humanity in Jesus Christ, which means that he's in it for good. God has wedded our frail, weak humanity to his own unconquerable power. This is the true meaning of Christmas, that God is united in the person of Jesus, the creator and the creature, fallen flesh with pure divinity, a man like us with the all-holy one. He has reconciled us to God. And those who are in Christ, those who repent of their sins and believe in him, have the joy of knowing the peace of God. We can't have peace on earth until we are first at peace with God. And it's Christ who reconciles us, and that's what we celebrate in Advent. So what is holding you back from peace with God? If he stood before you now, would you embrace him or would you go run and hide? I ask you to do two things this Advent to get to peace with God. First, Consider what hidden sins are in your life that are preventing you from living and breathing in Christ, united to him. What secret sins are we hiding that we need to repent of? And secondly, get to confession. If we accuse ourselves of sin in confession, Jesus will not accuse us of sin when we meet him as our judge. Let's make Isaiah's beautiful vision a reality, a world of reconciliation between mortal enemies and peace among people of all goodwill. But this starts by making our peace with God.